Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hello? Hello? Podcast Network Asia. So it's like, who wants to see this this Tito on TikTok? It's like, well, you know what? If that's going to be your insecurity, that's going to be your personality. Live it. Celebrate it. Be the Tito of Manila. Be the Tito talker. I mean, embrace it. Don't don't reject it. Don't try to fight it. Mga Immortal, welcome to Underpaid with Stanley Chi ang podcast na pro-employee para sa mga immortal. Mga immortal, welcome to Underpaid with Stanley Chi, ang podcast para sa mga immortal. It's a pro-employee podcast where we talk about work-related topics in a light manner na para magchichismisan lang tayo sa panty. And our topic this episode is how to stay motivated kahit na maliit ang sweldo ko. I invited a very special guest. He's a Multimedia award-winning Hall of Fame automotive journalist, events host, inspirational speaker, and key opinion leader, brand ambassador, at road safety advocate and TV host at CNN Philippines. Palakpakan na natin si Mr. James Deacon. Sir, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. It's so cool yeah. to be here. Hey, Stanley. Hey, mga immortals. Kumusta? Smisan <laughs> tayo. <laughs> Sir, uh... First question, hindi na natin patatagalin because uh, ang dami ngayon, nawawalan ng trabaho, minsan hindi na-increasean, uh, they're not getting the promotion that they deserve. How do you stay motivated kahit na maliit ang sweldo mo? Diba? Oh, that's, a, that's a big question to start with, pero um, look, now is the time where dividends are going to be really paid for people who can dig deep and draw on motivation and and other i can only relate my personal experience right uh, my personal experience a lot of people might think oi de si james deacon mayaman yan walang problema yan sa ano uh, sa buhay he's never had to work you know i can understand why people might think that i give off a certain look etc but let me just tell you for the first 44 years or so i was on a salary and not a very high one all right so i know exactly 
where everyone's coming from, right? I started out here, my first job here in the Philippines was my dream job, actually. And I, I, I actually really came over to pursue this career in radio. I got the job and the job paid 8000 a month. That was five days a week. 8000 So <laughs> budget it, sir? It's huh? on radio every day, Monday to Friday is a radio. Monday to Friday, but 8000 a month. And that was the year 2000 or 1999. Even in that time, that was not high. Yeah. It was not something yeah. that you could really uh, raise a family with or, or put kids yeah. through school with. But um, I just had to get that out. Sorry, uh, because I'm sure a lot of listeners who, who don't know the backstory might think, what would he know? How would he even know what he's talking about when he's trying to give us advice about saying motivated while we're on the salary and all that? Um, it's because I spent the first 40 plus years of my life on that. And I started work at 14. So I got a lot of experience um, in dead-end jobs or jobs that are just soul-destroying. You have to, to answer your question, Stanley, you have to have a purpose greater than yourself. Okay, that's the simplest advice I can give everyone. Because that is what's going to keep you motivated. What you're doing to achieve that is going to become almost irrelevant because you have a higher purpose. If that higher purpose is either your family, your dreams, the community, charity, um, maybe it's your career, maybe you want to just climb the corporate ladder and you just have to get through these stages. Those are the ways that you. it's easier to get motivated when you can see through it because you're looking at a higher goal, a higher purpose. So yeah. all of these hurdles that you have in front of you, any particular problem, you can say, just make jaga for a little while because this is my plan. And this is why it's so important to have a plan, whether you are entry level, middle management, higher management, always have a plan because when you run out of a plan, when you don't have anywhere to anything to really strive for, that's the beginning of the downhill. You're just going to wander aimlessly. So always have a plan, always have a purpose. And that purpose must be greater than yourself. Okay. Ideally. Sir James, nung nagsa-start kayo, di ba, you told me 8,000 a month. Yung mga kasama mo sa trabaho, in, sa radio, iniisip ba nila, mukhang di tatagal to sa opisina natin or sa stasyon natin, 8,000 na kinikita, tsaka mukhang, ano eh, mukhang mayaman, yung lifestyle niya, baka ano, Hindi, hindi enough yung pinapasweldo natin sa kanya. May mga ganun ba? Tsaka, naisip mo ba na, uh, was there a time na sinabi mong, tigil ko na kaya ito? <laughs> mm, okay. First up, hindi naman. Kasi, the, the, yung, the dynamic at play in a radio station is very different because, um, especially back in that day, 1999-2000, sobrang glamorous yung job ng uh, mm. radio. So, the psyche behind or the reasoning behind 8,000 a month was, well, you have a job everyone wants. All these college kids are dying for. Do you know how many people would love to sit in your seat and broadcast from that chair? Come on. And yeah, yeah. the other part of it, Sandy, was they figured that 8,000 is your base, but if you are good at what you do, you will get voiceovers, hosting, yes. and all other the rack, all other rackets. And, and they're correct naman. But the problem is I came in a little late. I was already 26 at the time when I came in. The job that I was doing was really ideal for people who just left college or who were still in college. Therefore, they didn't have the same 
responsibilities and expenses than I did. I had a kid already. I had a wife. I had to support the, the my own family. I wasn't living I, with my parents. So it was a different dynamic at play. This is what made it a little hard because I, I understand your question. It's like, it's a normal question for people to say, how is he going to survive on this? But in their heads, they were thinking in there precisely because my Amanyan, he doesn't need it. He's just doing it for the girls or the, yeah. the, the free whatever. And he's just doing it for the perks and for the lifestyle and for the clout or whatever you want to call it. So I was kind of trapped in this situation where people didn't really take me as seriously as I had to take myself because you may have this perception of me, but I have to pay that bill. I have to look for an apartment. I have to pay rent. I have to pay electricity, diapers and all that. So what I did there was I made you got for as long as I could, but um, I worked as hard as I could to be able to, I felt 8,000 was a little low. I got up to 12, right? 12 was yeah. still too low. Yeah. But that's when I made the decision. Okay. I think I've hit the ceiling for what this particular job will do. It's time to branch out. Now, this was a very, very difficult decision for me because I loved what I do. It's the opposite of what you're saying, how to stay motivated. I was motivated because I loved the job. I loved the people I worked with. I loved the station, all of it. The only thing I didn't love was the salary. And it was a difficult decision for me to finally just say, you know what? I got to make a decision here that's going to be very painful, but I have to step out of this comfort zone that I built for myself because it was comfort for me. You know, when you're when you know how to do the job and you're good at it and you have yeah. friends there and all that, it's easy to get complacent and all that. I had to say, you know what, you gotta put yourself in an uncomfortable position and try something that has a better potential. So I resigned and then I moved into the magazine industry, which was had a bit more of a, a clearer path to a better pay salary, a better pay packet, etc., better benefits and stability, because that was a growing space. Radio. It's still big, but like I said, I had kind of missed this this boat, this opportunity, because the people who were successful were the people who could live on eight thousand a month for three, four, five years. I couldn't do that. I had a kid. Yun. So one of the tips that we can give you mga business owners and you mga immortal is kung meron kang positive environment, you love yung what you're doing and yung mga kaopisina mo okay kain lahat. Ano eh, nag enjoy ka sa trabaho, kahit malit yung sweldo. Okay lang, pero you still have to have yung parang goal mo. Yes. You have to have a goal in mind. And, and Stanley, you can't just, you know, like when you have a family, that's why purpose higher than yourself. Right? Because yes. if I didn't uh-huh. have a kid, I would probably still be there. <laughs> <laughs> I would still be enjoying. I was enjoying the job. Bro. I yeah, don't know what else to say. It was great, but it forced me to say, okay, it's not all about, you know, so don't don't also fall into comfort zones. There's, we're talking about two extremes here, polar opposites. Kanina, you're how do you get motivated? Uh-huh. The other one is don't also fall into a comfort zone. Uh-huh. Where you, you're too scared to, you're just protecting everything that you've got because there's no growth there. They say the enemy of great is good. If you're in a good place, you stop striving for greatness. Okay. So always keep yourself a little hungry. Always keep yourself with a goal and with room to improve. Because if you don't have room to improve, you will eventually get hmm, kind of, uh, you will lose that motivation as well. Yes. You need to always have room to grow. Oh, it's like, pag, natang, pag naabot mo na yung pangarap mo, mangarap ka ulit. Mm-hmm. You have to set another goal para, di ba? Mas mataas pa yung ano, ma-achieve mo. And 
Uh, sir, do you have mentors ba sa, ano, sa field ng radio, sa hosting? Paano ka nila minentor nun? Um, Kasi right now, the millennials, they're looking for, ano eh, not managers, ang hinahanap nila, mga mentors. In radio, not really. Um, I didn't have a mentor there. Uh, of course, they train you and all that. And um, But I can't really say I had a mentor. And also because it was a fairly transient, it felt transient because I knew in the back of my mind, I knew what I had to do. I, I realized very soon and early in the job that this this doesn't have the potential that, you know, you to support your family. I mean, this is just, it was also a family-run business as well. So the radio station was owned by a family. So therefore, you have to be realistic about the growth within the company because the chances are that will go to family first, not necessarily professionalized and higher from the outside. And there was they were quite a big family. So I had to be very honest with myself there when, when I decided to, to do that. The question about mentorship, though, when I went to move to the magazine, I was mentored by the a guy called Ken, Ken Quintal. And this guy was a, I really related to him because I was working for a bunch of guys that started this magazine. All of them were far wealthier than me. I mean, well, I wasn't wealthy to begin with. So anyway, everyone was wealthier than I was. But these were really wealthy people on their own, right? So, marami silang pera, marami, may kaya, kumbaga. Yeah, yeah. Malaki yung capital sa magazine industry, eh. Yes, and not to take anything away from it because they were they were genuine and sincere. They proved themselves. But at that time, I almost had this feeling that, wait, wait, teka, am I joining a magazine that's a plaything for other people? Because they don't need this job. Mm-hmm. Forbes Park, Dasmarinas uh, crowd, all this. Yeah. Maybe they're just, you know, um, spending a little bit of dad's money uh-huh. or their own, just to have fun. Have oh, pakalaruan lang nila tong business oh, na to. Yeah. Oh, I had to be careful because I'm the only employee here. When I, I was the one brought into this magazine, I was the only salaried employee. Every other person in that company was an owner. So Business partner lahat. Business partner lahat. <laughs> yeah. And oh. I, I had to think, wait, you got to be very smart. Some of the, One or two of them were friends. One of them was a yeah. childhood friend. But still, I had to keep that in mind that, look, business is business. And you have to be realistic about, but... There was one guy in the in the group of four partners, one guy, and he was the guy, the one guy I didn't know, like really didn't know. We didn't, the others I had connections with from when I was kids and all that. This one guy in there, but that's the guy I related to because this guy had a similar background to me. He was, um, he didn't finish high school. I didn't finish college. I didn't finish high school. Um, he didn't finish college, so neither did I. He is half American, half Filipino. So same as me, I'm half British, half Filipino. So made in the Philippines with imported parts coming to Loa. He also had uh, a comfortable life here in the Philippines, but then lost it all. Not meaning him, but his parents. Like divorced sila and all that. So they went down in lifestyle. And then they moved to America where he had to flip burgers to join community college and eventually put himself through uh when I say he didn't finish college, not a college here, but he put himself through a community college there. So there was so much that I could relate with this guy. I felt, wait, this guy I can I can back because this guy can't afford to lose this. Uh-huh. This is serious for him. And I saw his work ethic was, wow, wow, this is a guy I can learn from. And thankfully, he took me under his wing. So mentorship is very, very important because I saw, I, I'm a product of it. 
I came into that magazine, medyo kalate. I, I had, in his, in his words, not mine, he said, you've got so much potential, but ang kalat mo. I mean, I, I really, I, you, you need to focus. You need to, there's so much that we need to groom here. And what gave me the confidence was he said to me, you, I will make you the face of our magazine. You will personify this brand. So people who think of C Magazine will see you and they'll think of C Magazine. You will personify it. So he invested in me. That, and I will never forget that because he, he gave me the opportunities. He held my hand through it all. He showed me how to have restraint. He showed me how to have discipline. He showed me when to pick my battles, when to hold back. It's very important to have a mentor in life. And he was my mentor there in the magazine industry. And even after he left and after I left, I took all those mentoring things that I picked up from him, I, I carried them through until today. Still thinking of what career is best for you? My name is Pat Soyo. Check out my podcast where we answer questions and debunk job descriptions by interviewing professionals so we can put an end to our career search. This is Job Defined. Available on wherever you listen to your podcast. Powered by Podcast Network Asia. Galing. Pero right now, you have your own website and I'm sure may mga employees under you. Yes. How do you inspire the employees? Yung mga, uy, kaya natin to guys. Minsan, you have to motivate your employees kahit na binigay mo na lahat. Minsan, ano, naghahanap pa rin sila ng What's my purpose here as a company? Ganyan. Okay, that's that's an excellent question because then mm. when I one of the biggest things that I learned from from Ken was I learned how to I hated the idea of of having employees. I don't know if that makes sense to you, but there's some personalities that I just like prefer to work alone. That's just my honest honest mm. opinion um, or about myself. Because I felt that I could control what I do and I, I can't control what other people do. And I'd rather I have certain standards. So mm. all the jobs that I picked were jobs that made that I stood alone. Like even radio, you stand alone. If you do a good job, you know, you're not, it's not a real team effort, so to speak. And then the same thing with hosting. You're the only one on stage. Then with television and, and all this. So I always pick those jobs. But after I learned from my boss, Ken, he showed me the value in mentoring. So I found that I learned more when I was teaching than I did when I was learning. I learned a lot when I was learning, but I learned even more when I was teaching. So therefore, I had to have people under my wing. And this changed my mindset. This is how I started seeing employees as, wow, this is, uh, this is a, I could grow my own network here. But I have to inspire them because if they don't understand the higher purpose, if they don't understand the why of the company, Remember, everything starts with why. That's a famous Simon Sinek. It all starts with why. You have to share the same why. Because if you bring in people and they don't share your vision, uh, you're, you're going to have problems motivating them. They won't be there for the same reasons that you are. That's why we all need to agree on a mission and a vision. So I would tell my guys when I grew slowly, but... I would be very, very careful in bringing people in. But the people that I brought in, I would heavily incentivize. I would give them commissions. I would give them uh, growth opportunities within the company. And now it's like it is really family. I know that sounds cliche, but we're only a small team, but we are now 
all of us pull our own weight and all of us are basically our own managers. Yeah, I do not micromanage anybody because that's just still something I hate doing. Yeah. But I've instilled the mission and vision in them and that you realize that I, I say, what do we do here? In the beginning, they would say, we're making a website and we're, no, 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 we're not, sir, but we are doing that. No, we are creating a better transport experience for everybody. That's the difference. So they'd be like, oh, I thought we were just, you know, website, Facebook. Yes, those are the tools we are using to create a better transport experience for everyone. If you have that in your mind and you have that mission and vision in your head and the why, everything that you do, you can answer with that question. Everything. If you think anything problem that you have, answer the question with what do you do? You ask, does it create a better transport experience for everyone? If the answer is no, don't do it. If the answer is yes, then you do it. This is why the mission is so important and the vision and the why. Because if you're not all glued in together with that one same vision, you're all going to go in separate ways and you're not going to get them motivated, no matter how nice you are as a boss and no matter how well you pay them as well. I've also learned that paying people better does not necessarily get you better people. I've learned that the hard way because... They, they need to feel their sense of purpose for loyalty. They have to find something deeper than just money for them to be loyal because there's no loyalty to money. It's an inanimate object. It's uh, anyone yeah. that offers some more money, they're there. No, I'm <laughs> Yeah. So you need to find as a, as a boss, what is deeper? So what is deeper here? Because anyone can match the money. What else are you offering here? Mm-hmm. I'm offering you a chance to be part of a higher purpose. Because if we are all, I can't create a better transport experience for everybody by myself. I need people to do this with me. If you're on the same boat, if you feel the same, join me. And you'll have trial and error. You'll have some will work out, some won't. But right now, we've got a great team. But it wasn't always great. <laughs> yeah, there are birth pains, right? Yeah, so ngayon, let's talk about your being a motoring journalist. Yeah. I'm sure yung natutunan nyo sa C Magazine, yun yung inadapt nyo rin dito sa website. And I see you do mga uh, car reviews. Kayo yung paboritong, ano eh, car, isa sa mga paboritong car reviewer ng mga ano, car brands. So, uh, how do you communicate with your clients? Minsan, minsan may mga client na mabarat, di ba? Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. I don't, I don't, I have a manager and no. the manager handles all of that. And that's why, again, very, very important because if you don't <laughs> motivate your manager, I spent a lot of time training my manager because she wasn't, she didn't come from the, a background of managing talent or anyone. She was, it was so new to her, this whole thing. But again, because I had shared with her who, what I'm doing, who I am, what I am, she had to understand all of this so that when she sold, she knew the power of what she was selling. It wasn't one post. It wasn't one tweet or whatever. Anyone can sell you that. She knew the soul of what was what we were doing, and she could see the value of it. So, before I I, I get too off tangent, your question was about how do you handle the clients? If you can, at least I can speak for my industry. Separate yourself from that, because good cop, bad cop, yane. You can't be that person to you know sweet talk. Um, communicate all these positive things, etc. find an angle because that's really hard. It's really hard to break through the noise on social media. So it takes a lot of 
effort, skill, talent, and just hard work to be able to craft a message that can break through the noise. You can't be that person and then at the same time turn around and say, oh, no, 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 we need an extra 5,000 for that or whatever. You cannot, you cannot. Oh. So I got a manager way before I even thought I needed one. And, you know, like, of course, it, it's an awkward decision because you think, manager, manager. No, it's a, it's a business move. It's nothing to do with yeah. that. It's, it's simply that I know that somebody who's not me, even though I know what to do because I was a background of sales, it's different when you're selling yourself. Just like oh. a, a doctor, maybe a great doctor, but can't operate on their own child. Yes. They're not oh. usually allowed. There's an emotional connection. It's mm. too strong. They might make mistakes based on that emotion. Mm. So the same with me. I can't sell myself in the same way. So I got I to gotta distance myself. And mm. it's also got to stand on its own. So at the end of the day, if you believe in what you're doing and you know that you're getting results, then you won't have problems with the clients making you barat because they know how hard it is to be able to find somebody who can communicate their message, tell their story, and break through the noise. If you can do that successfully, you won't find a decent company out there that will make you barat because yeah. they know how hard it is to find. Mm-hmm. Ang ganda nun, sir, kasi ano eh, for mga freelancers na mga immortal, minsan, hindi naman sila may manager, pero ang ginagawa na may hinaharap sila na ibang tao just to talk oh. to the clients. Especially sa mga artists, di ba? Minsan ang artist, very ano eh, very mahiyain. Pag oh. nagkumawad yung client, o baka yung painting, baka pwedeng ganito na lang. Minsan, hindi alam gagawin nila eh. So they pass it to the manager eh. Oh. Yun yung mas kayang magbenta. And para hindi rin hard sell. Because I see a lot of, ano eh, a lot of freelancers, wala silang manager, lumalabas parang masyadong hard sell pag binibenta nila yung sarili nila. Or soft sell. Yan. Masyadong pangakul. No, oo. Walang confidence or too yeah. much confidence. You can't, Stanley. I mean, I know this is hard for a lot of people who are freelancing. I, I, I understand you because yeah, it was even hard for me to be able to get a manager and decide that that was something. I really felt that I was being pretentious, you know, and people would tease me. I, I'm not. It was tough. <laughs> I'll just put it that way. mga friends mo, your friends. Sobra, sobra, sobra. Oh my God. And you know, yung, yung laman na, you know, in the beginning, you're laughing, you're joking, all that. Alam mo na may, may, may laman eh. You're like, yeah, yeah. Oh. that also tells me something. When you pick up on comments na may ganon, you're onto something. Like if, you, if you're starting to feel a little bit of the hate, a little bit of the, you know, you're onto something. Because mm. people won't feel that way and won't get insecure if you're not doing well, if you're not doing better than them. So uh, I, my advice is to definitely find somebody to speak for you. Don't call that person a manager if it makes you so uncomfortable, mm. but don't do it yourself. And the reason you don't do it yourself is because it's a false economy. And most times, I can't speak for everybody's industry, but I can speak for my own. It's a false economy because one it's, it's two different sides of the brain, right? Two different skills, the selling and then the artistry side of it, right? Then there's also the time, the way that you're going to split up your time. Because a client, if you want to serve as a client properly, you have to answer that phone within one or two rings. It's like, wait, I'm in my zone. <laughs> the client's going to 
Oi, I'll find the next graphic artist or the next whatever they're looking for. So you need to focus eventually on being the product, especially if you're a freelancer and an artist. You can't be that product if you're also also doing the accounting, whatever, splitting yourself up like this. So find a way where you can get somebody to speak for you, somebody to negotiate for you, and even somebody to collect for you. Because yep. then you remove yourself from that problem and therefore you can also get, you, you, you find you probably get better rates too. More than enough to compensate the percentage that you'll give the manager if you do it right. Yeah. Tapos ano, malamang kinakansawang kan mga friends mo, si James, yayaan natin magtapik, kaya lang we have to go through his manager, mga ganon. <laughs> you know, <laughs> if I can be honest, it's helped me out a lot because while you're always happy to help friends, they're not all friends are created equal. <laughs> yeah. A lot of them will abuse that. Sadly, sometimes it's not even just about that. You know, like I'll tell my manager if it's somebody, you know, I've worked with before or whatever. You know, there are always, you always have to make some exceptions to the rule, right? But the thing is, one, it is a buffer between you and, and that person because some people really do abuse. And then, therefore, you'd have to, okay, try it out, whatever, give that per- If they start abusing the next time, maybe may manager can have buffer in between. Because I, I don't, nobody likes the feeling of being used. Yes. It's not even about the money. Eh? It's oh. about, you know, when, when somebody says to me, Wow, grabe, ganun pala yung charge mo per, per post or per video or per sobra naman yan. Ang ano. And you're like, wait, do you understand that I have to live this whole life? I have to carry on this persona. You, the, the, the pressures it is to just maintain who I am online and what I have to do is and maintain that reach, maintain that engagement, maintain all of that. That takes a lot of work and a lot of risk. The yes. risk is something that nobody really talks about. But, you know, there's a lot of people always trying to take you down. <laughs> there's mm-hmm. always a lot of people uh, trying to make uh, problems for you and stuff like that. You know, it's part of the game. It's part of the course. So that's why you have to be really remain focused mm-hmm. on what you do. James, may advantage ba na yung made in the Philippines ka pero mayroong kong spare parts galing sa abroad? Mm-hmm. When you talk to people, may advantage and disadvantages ba? Yung disadvantage, sabi mo kanina, people think you're super yaman. Yes. Kasi sabihin nila, mayaman si James, nagaling mag-English eh. Malamang di yan di po tumira. <laughs> yes, yes. Oh. And that's part of being self-aware. You have to be always very self-aware in life because we tend to sometimes, the way we view ourselves, especially as you're growing, you got to start to be able to look at yourself from the outside and be very honest about your impact on the world. This is going to get a little lalim, but I mean it because if you're not self-aware, you will not be able to use these things to your advantage. There are advantages and disadvantages looking like this, right? If you're not self-aware, you can actually exploit the disadvantages more. You know, you rub people the wrong way. But if you're aware of it and you're aware, okay, well, these are the things that people seem to like more. And these are the, Then you, you start to you fit in better. You start to be able to understand, okay, this is the impact I have. This is the, when I walk in a room, this is the, and all. You, you, it's difficult at first because you never see yourself as somebody that's, um, it's very difficult to see yourself the way other people see you. But that's why it's also nice to have a manager or somebody who you can trust, who can keep you real and keep you grounded and keep you and explain 
how you are to other people. Because you once you become a public persona, you really need to, you cannot walk around like you, you know, there's a false modesty of yeah. you think, oh, well, no, he's the same old person. You can't be the same old person walking around picking your nose or whatever. Okay, that's an extreme example. But you have to now be aware that people are looking, people are watching. Anything that you do, you can't do the same things that you used to do five years ago. So there are restrictions placed in your life. Going back to the thing about pricing and all that, there are restrictions in my life based on my commitments, contractual obligations with clients. So that's another thing you have to think of. You know, I mean, like, I can't just be exactly who I want to be because I have to maintain a certain, I cannot just, you know, be seen, um, let's say, uh, I don't know, doing certain things that are just not reflective of the brands that I represent. So I have to make sure that I'm always, you know, that person, always self-aware. If you're self-aware, then you'll be able to figure out, okay, this is how I use this to my advantage or disadvantage or avoid the disadvantages. Mga Immortal, pasensya na sa pag-abala sa inyong pakikinig sa episode na to. Pero podcaster ka rin ba tulad ko? Gusto bang malaman kung paano nakikipag-collaborate ang The Underpaid Podcast sa mga brands? Madali lang. Gumagamit kami ng Podmetrics, the easiest way to monetize your podcast. Dahil sa Podmetrics, madali ko nakikita ang aking podcast analytics at naiintindihan kong maigi kung paano mapapalago ang aking audience. Hindi lang yon. Madali rin makipag-collaborate with brands at ma-monetize ang aking podcast. Mag-sign up lang sa podmetrics.co at gamitin ang aming code, all caps, underpaid, para sa mga features na to. Kung advertiser ka naman at gusto mong makipag-collaborate sa amin, pumunta lamang sa advertiser.podmetrics.co at i-fill up ang form. Podmetrics, the easiest way to monetize your podcast. Yun lamang, balik na tayo sa episode. Sir, you're the Pito of Manila. Sabi nila, you're the George Clooney of the Philippines. <laughs> And then you're big sa TikTok ngayon. You're the Tito TikToker. How did your team convince you na, James, kailangan natin ng TikTok account para sa'yo. Sumayaw-sayaw ka. <laughs> It's part of the rebranding to cater to the younger audience, di ba? And then, uh, kasama yan eh. I saw you dancing in a launch ng uh, isang sasakyan. Yeah. And you're hosting that, ano, yung launch na yon. Hindi tayo nagkasabay sa Tagaytay nun eh. Nasa ibang batch ako and even the, from BGC to Tagaytay or na ano kami sa nasugbo, hindi rin tayo nagkasabay dun. <laughs> uh, okay, okay, yeah, yeah. We yeah. Really, of course, oh. have them in batches. All right, that was uh, the, the D-Max. Uh, the D-Max and the Kia Stonic. Uh, Stonic, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, the question was, how did they convince me to join? Yeah. It's a funny story, but They, nobody actually was forcing me to join TikTok. My team never, didn't even really bring it up, to be honest. We were doing okay. Actually, we were doing very well already with Facebook. Mostly just Facebook was enough already. But then Instagram was strong already. But mostly, you know, Facebook was very, very strong. Until December of last year, Facebook put a shadow bat on the page. And it was really difficult. I mean, it was it was really, really tough because it was unfair. I, I felt it was unfair. They don't give you any warning. And all of a sudden, one day, literally all your reach is pulled out, or at least over 90% of your reach is just pulled like that. And you're in a pandemic. You don't have anywhere else to pivot to. You know, I'd already pivoted into this 
from my hostings and all my other things, I had to pivot to this. And then now that I'm doing this and it's getting a lot of traction, I got to pivot out of it because of a Facebook ban. And that's where TikTok was born because it was out of sheer, I guess, desperation or what else are you going to do? I mean, they we didn't even know how long the ban was going to be. They didn't tell us. They were just like, no, it's just your page is going to be restricted um, because of our algorithm picked up on these infringements that you did and all that. We're like, but you can't argue with a robot. So what else? They say, what is it? Uh, necessity is the mother of all invention or <laughs> I'm not sure if that's the one that applies here, but it was sink or swim. You got to you gotta pivot again. Mm-hmm. And TikTok was where everybody was at in the pandemic. So I started an account and um, I swallowed my pride. And of course, you know, it's not, not, I thought this is not my image. This is not who I am and all that. But I started to look at it and realize, you know what? I was the one who was wrong because I judged this platform based on what one thing or two things that I saw. It's, it's, it's actually caters to so many people. The dancing is only one small part of it. There's so many other different TikTok genres, you know? So I saw people like Mayor Isco on it. And when I saw Mayor Isco on it, it gave me the confidence to go, maybe this is something, no, not maybe, you can definitely pull this off. You can still be a serious, credible personality with a TikTok account, be successful in both. It's just how you deliver it. So I posted my first video (laughs) and um, thankfully it went viral. It just went, I think it's now 2 point something million, 2.2 or 2.3 million views. And that's in like a month or two. So it was really, really, and then it just gained traction, the other ones. So in about a couple, maybe three months or so, picked up almost 90, 85, 90,000 followers almost. And um, the views just went through the roof. You know, there's some videos there with three and a half million, some with two and a half, some with one point something. It it's just shows that if you're willing to reinvent yourself, if you're willing to adapt, there are opportunities, even for people like like Titos, like me. I mean, you'd think, but you know what, Sandy, I'll, I'll give you a little, because I was kind of, you know, insecure about the whole, well, what do they want to see, an old, an older guy? And TikTok is really for young people, as far as I was concerned. I'm really young, like my kid's young. So I was like, who wants to see this, this Tito on TikTok? It's like, well, you know what, if that's going to be your insecurity, that's going to be your personality. Live it, celebrate it. Be the Tito of Manila. Be the Tito talker. I mean, embrace it. Don't don't reject it. Don't try to fight it. That's the way people see you. Make your personality around it. So my first video was the one about um, me walking through the dinosaur uh, village in Clark. They have a dinosaur display, very big, nice one. It's called Dinosaur Island or something. And I filmed a little skit where I stormed out of the of the park. And I had the the staff even, like, I told them what I was going to do. And I asked them to just ad lib, just just work with me here, but I'm going to do this skit. And they did. And it was really funny. It was one take because I walked out and I stormed out, started throwing things. I was going, sir, no problem. What's the problem? What's the problem? I said, I'm never coming back. I'm never coming back. And the bucket, sir, bucket. I said, one of the dinosaurs called me Tito. That's not acceptable. And I walked off. So, you know, it was like, you got to reinvent, celebrate it. And I don't. That's what people want to see. Fine. So it became TikTok comedy. And it just kept growing from there. My next one was the one about the, you know, getting asked for ID. I don't know if you saw that, but 
I I was in this particular chair and then right behind the same view. I was like pretending that I was in a, a bar and I asked for a beer. And then the guy said, sir, pero can I see some ID? I was like, ID? Why would you want to see ID? I mean, like, wow, but I'm flattered. Thank you. Oh, my gosh. It's been so long since I asked. Here you go. Do you really need it? And he goes, opo, sir, because it's a senior discount. Oh, so I started freaking out. So to answer your question, it's about being versatile and being able to adapt. That's going to be the biggest currency moving into the next decade. I can't give you any better advice than this. The most powerful currency you're going to have right now in the workforce is going to be your ability to pivot and adapt. And I'm already sick of the word because it's overused now, but what else are you going to use? Pivot and adapt. Because they're going to place more value on those skills, on how you can move from one job to the next, than how good you are in one particular job. Because these jobs are becoming redundant fast. We don't know, right? I mean, how many jobs have become redundant just last in one year alone? Think about that. The next decade is going to be a decade of disruption. Call centers are going to be hit hard, I'm sure, because when the BOIP sector gets hit, or sorry, the voice sector of uh, BPOs get hit and replaced by AI, that's going to be devastating for the Philippines because we have such a huge investment in it. Now, hopefully this rolls out slow, but we know how the world works. The world works on greed and capitalism. And if there's a better, faster, cheaper way, that's where companies are going to go. And so if you can't adapt, I'm not trying to scare anyone. I mean, it, yeah. I'm sure there are, there are black, but just know that if you work without that jo- job, security for people is how good you do your job. That's how it's going to be in the next decade. Not necessarily because this company promises this and that, you know what, they can promise all they like, but if they go bankrupt because they couldn't adapt themselves, their promise is not going to be worth very much. So where you're really going to have to invest is how you as an individual, as a worker, market yourself and how you pivot and mar- and adapt because that's where gonna, that's where they're going to place all the value on. You Thank you very much. Ganda nung sinabi nyo, Sir James. Uh, final words para sa mga immortal, para ma-inspire sila at ma-motivate. Ngayon, medyo nasa ano pa rin tayo, medyo hindi pa rin lumalaki sweldo ng iba, hindi pa napopromote, medyo pandemic season pa rin. No? Kanina sinabi mo, you have to adapt. Pivot and adapt. You have to ano, invest in yourselves. Ito, final ano, advice para sa mga immortal na nakikinig sa atin. Sige. Um, the, the best advice I can give people out there, aside from the pivot and adapt, which we've covered a lot today, is to be able to create value for yourself. We are now in this era where, well, everything's becoming sort of either a gig economy and every, everyone has to answer for the value that they bring forward, Right. We can't hide any more dead weight in companies like we used to. Work from home has pretty much shaken all of that out. So yeah. now companies are going to, when when companies, think about when companies rehire again, it's going to be totally different. One, they're going to hire a lot less. And two, they're going to be, they're not going to let dead weight, they're not going to carry dead weight. Uh-huh. So create value for yourself. Remember, there is always, always you're your own entrepreneur now. You don't necessarily work for a company. You work for yourself. If you think about it like that, and these are gigs that you just need to get through to the higher place, right? When I Loyalty is important, but the loyalty has to have a direction to go to. And there's no better person to be loyal to than yourself because you know that that's the one thing you're guaranteed is going to stay with you for the rest of your life. You. Nothing else can be guaranteed that will. Nothing else. 
not even your family. I sad to say because tragedies happen, things happen. But you will always be there. So own the, you have the loyalty to yourself. Create value for yourself. So if you see an opportunity in your own company, instead of asking for a raise, create an opportunity for your boss to give you that raise. No boss is going to say no if there's something in it for them. But that's where a lot of employees make that mistake. They simply go and ask, I think I'm worth this. Of course, the, the, you know, the employer is going to look at you and go, well, what's in it for me? I'm already, I mean, what, just to keep you? So you're going you're gonna to tap onto my guilt? Is that what you're tapping into? Because if you're asking them from a guilt point of view, make me guilty, I might give you 5% or 3% or something like that. But if you create an opportunity for me and then you fulfill that opportunity, sky's the limit, man. You want a million, two million, five million, ten million? I don't care because I'm making as well. Does that make sense? Yes. That's, yes. What, that's what Ken used to teach me. I would always ask for a raise because I was always broke. And he would say, find it for me. I'd say, what? Find it for me. What do you mean find it for you? Okay, I'll just go to account and tell him to increase. No, no, no. Find where you're going to make that money for me. And then he made me think like a boss instead of thinking like an employee where I was like, you know, I started creating opportunities for myself within the company because he showed me. He said, if you want to raise, you figure out the problem for me. Solve the problem for me. Huh. Guess what? Guess who's my favorite employee? <laughs> galing. Huh? Yeah, galing, galing. Stop coming and presenting me problems. Present me oh. solutions. And you know what? <laughs> you, will very fa- you will earn the respect and uh, love of your boss very fast. Bosses you- don't tend to like to work very hard that's a little secret. I don't don't share that with anyone. But <laughs> bosses tend to like people who make them look good. So if you know how to play the game, you know how to create value for yourself, and you know how to make sure that they are taken care of. It's organic. Remember, you don't want to you don't want to go against the current. Go with the flow. That's the path of least resistance. Take that path. There's no reason to swim upstream. That's what a lot of people do. They 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 feel it's either their entitlement or you know, I've been working for this company for so long. You know what? Yes, you have a point, but that's not necessarily how the real world really works. The real world works on incentive. If there's something in it for me, if you appeal to my self-interest, I'm going to be fighting over myself to, to help you. Yeah, Thank you, Mr. James Deacon. Sir, do you want to, ano, do you have anything to promote, sir? Ito na yung, ano, nyo to promote your social media accounts and your shows, your website, sir. Tito Clock is my, my my podcast that I started as well um, during the pandemic. And I'm very proud of that because it's more than just, yeah, it was far more than just a business opportunity or another platform. It created something far better and far deeper because we formed a bond, I felt, with people in the pandemic because we, we, we all came together at a very trying time and we have a shared struggle. And once you have a shared struggle with people, the, the bond is much stronger. Very proud of that. So Tito Clock. TikTok. Try the TikTok. Go 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 over to TikTok and look for James Deacon. And uh, yeah, I'm also kind of half proud, half ashamed of, of, of that. But you know what? It is what it is. And at the end of the day, it's got traction. So, you know, I'm investing in it and I'm having fun. And I hope that comes across. Yeah. Thank you very much, sir. Uh, sir James Deacon, sana maulit tong guesting nyo sa Underpaid with Stanley Chi. Uh, ito, mga immortal, kita nyo naman, ang dami nating natutunan kay Sir James. Hindi ko na kailangan ulitin, pero pivot and adapt, uh, invest in yourself, create value for yourself, ang dami. So, uh, the Underpaid Podcast is produced by Podcast Network Asia and Podmetrics. If you have an account sa Podmetrics or gusto nyo magkaroon ng account sa Podmetrics, please use the promo code 
underpaid na all caps and meron kami mga affiliate links na nasa description ng podcast episode na to pakiclick na lang para maging happy tayong lahat okay so there you have it I'm your host Stanley Chi for our guest Mr. James Deacon this is the underpaid podcast see you next episode bye bye The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the official policy and position of Podcast Network Asia. Any content provided by the people on the podcast are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.